Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. This is the best of two pros and a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. All right, Jeff. Victor Wimbenyama. He had a better game. Felt pretty good. Put up put up over 20 points. Had some rebounds. Was Ding up. And you know what? This is what he had to say after the game. First of all, the court is more open. Uh, it's going fast, but it's it's less physical, and uh, I get fouled a lot, but not as much. <laughs> Nothing to compare. And people are here. People, are, players are just flying. You know, out, out there it's more underground, pushing underground, big box outs. Here it's great athletes, the best in the world, more way more talent. But uh, I like this better though. Very interesting, very interesting indeed, Jeff. He just called us soft, basically. Uh, American NBA b- uh, basketball players—they uh, don't hack, did, they don't yeah. foul. Um, but go ahead, what was your takeaway from it? Uh, obviously, the the topic set is: Does the NBA need Victor Wembanyama to be uh, a mega star? And I'll just start off by saying, yeah, they do. But but what what's your take on it? Yes, they do. It'd be great if he was, right, because of his, his talent. You, you obviously want um, the most talented players to have the great careers because that's obviously what kind of sort of carries your league. Look look what's happening with LeBron for so many years, right, and Jordan before that, Patrick Mahomes, the NFL, Tom Brady before that. Like you want the best players, the most talented players, to be the to be the best. And And after LeBron leaves, they'll need someone else. They'll need someone else to be that guy. I, I, I've thought about this. Lavar, who is it? If LeBron were to retire tomorrow, yep. who is the guy in the NBA right now who you would say is the who carries the league? At the, is it, it's Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, right? I think we right. Those you know two? what's crazy, Jeff? I I in my mind felt like Ja Morant was on the trajectory was, to be absolutely. the mega star and the face of this league, even with those names you just named. He was if his team set aside the personal issues, yep. but your team has to win championships for that to happen as well. So I don't know if his team was was quite ready for that yet. They were, I think they were closer than people thought. Obviously, with the injuries, they were injured basically two years in a row in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if they had the, the, the success on the court, certainly I think 
most agree that was sort of the path, but obviously now we'll find out how he is after suspension. He was on that path. So there, there really is not another young guy, right? Who you're like, yeah, that that guy it was supposed to be Zion. Could have been yet. Zion. Yep. Not, it's not him yet. Um, could have been Tatum. It could have been Tatum. Not and, going and to be so, him. It was, we could say as, Giannis. So, we could say Giannis into the Kumpo. You know, we uh, could yeah. say that. But I, you know, part of it is the, the person. And Giannis' personality, I think, was really good. He doesn't share it very often. I don't enough to like. You know, LeBron obviously all everything he was able to do as a young player, um, but also sort of have that personality to embrace that. Um, it 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 needs to be Victor. Now, is it is it going to be? He seems very mature. He's played a lot of basketball. He, I think he's going to be really good. You saw the improvement from game one where he's like, I don't know. I don't, didn't feel like I ever played basketball before <laughs> to, to game two. Right. Um, but I think the NBA needs is going to need that from him um, because they're going to need someone after LeBron is done to to be that guy. And right now, I don't think it's anyone young. I mean, obviously, Curry and, and, and KD can be those guys for a little bit. But they're going to need someone else, and I think they hope it's Victor. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, just looking at the way they brought him in, right, the build-up to the draft, the way he was drafted, the way the, the pundits and, and the experts spoke about Wimbenyama, I feel as though it 100% is in their plans, and it's in their best interest for, for Victor to be – that mega to develop into that mega star. Look, Jordan didn't get championships very quickly early on in his career either. LeBron didn't get them very quickly yeah. early on in his career either. But if you get that build up, if you get that build up for what he can be and what he can represent to your league, I just wonder he kind of gives me he kind of gives me Tim and it's weird that he plays for the Spurs, but he kind of gives me Tim Duncan vibes, like kind of laid back, you know, his 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 style of play almost in a lot of ways. He almost looks like a taller version of Tim Duncan out there, which that's crazy to say. But it's almost like you're looking at T- Tim Duncan reincarnated yeah. in in I don't know if that's enough as a mega star, but I'm I'm thinking that they're hoping and praying that it is. I mean, did you see the picture that was posted shortly after he goes drafted? He was with Tim Duncan and David Robinson, and he made both those guys look small. <laughs> That's um, crazy. <laughs> like he's just, he's just a large human. Um, and and look, he's playing obviously with a coach who's who's developed many superstars over the years, who's developed many superstars that are not American either, right? Which is uh, you know I don't know if that really matters too much here, but there's a track record of him developing you know, foreign mm-hmm. players. Ginobili. And so and so I think Parker, that yeah. Parker. So I think yeah. that's it's, he's a good place to to be. They've won a lot. They've won a lot there, and obviously not with this team, but the staff has won a lot. And so um, it's a good place for him to for him to develop. And and this year, I don't think the Spurs will ask a ton of him. And so year one, I think you're going to look at a a team that might not try to win very much again to get more players around Victor because San Antonio is not a free agent spot. So you're going to have to draft your players. Um, and there's a, a chance that he becomes, you know, the the superstar of the NBA. I mean, look, when you watch a guy who can shoot a three and follow that up by dunking his putback, I mean, like, <laughs> come on, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's a capability to to be that player in the NBA, and and I think I think also what makes it unique is that LeBron. I think at a young age understood that, and obviously the hype for LeBron started in high school, so he's always been in the spotlight. But I think Victor understands that, at least when you hear him talk and, and how mature he is and how ready he seems for this moment. So it's good, I think, LeVar, that he 
sort of understands that as well, that mm-hmm. I, I have this, I'm the next guy up, and I need to be ready when it's my time. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, and I'm I'm very interested to see how, how it all unfolds for, for Victor and, and even for the Spurs and just how he will integrate because we all know this is summer league, so whether he has an impressive summer league or it's underwhelming, it really doesn't matter. It's summer league. These are all guys that are new to the league. They're in the, in the game and trying to make their way you'll find out what he's really made of when, when it gets to regular yes. season. So to talk about, well, they don't foul as much and the court is wide open. Okay, well, we, we get in a regular season before we get but to But don't we want guys that. to be honest, LeVar? Like, don't we, it's we sure. ask of athletes, right? Like, hey, man, just tell us how you feel. And so he's saying he's talking about playing now. And, and I'm sure his first NBA game when he plays, I don't even know their schedule, when he plays someone who is just going to you know, push him to the back, he's going to fall over. Like, he'll, he'll get used to it. Uh, but right as we ask these athletes, like, hey, be honest, man. Tell us how you feel. And, and, when, he, and, when, we, and when they do, we mock them for it. <laughs> so it's just the way it works. Well, I appreciate you, Jeff, for, for sitting in here with me and us doing what we're doing and, and, you know, making this thing work. And speaking of making it work, uh, well, Damian Lillard, he tried to make it work in Portland. And it just didn't seem to pan out the way that young Dame may have wanted it to his loyalties have run out time has run out and now we are on the dame lillard watch problem is we're watching to see if he can make it to one team i know you've been paying attention to this this has to be a creative approach in order for dame lillard to end up in miami because quite frankly what you want you want a hero who 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 do you want from Miami in exchange Jimmy Butler might work but why would you do that uh what happens what needs to happen for Damian Lillard to end up being in Miami and if he doesn't end up in Miami Jeff what does this mean for Damian Lillard what does this mean for the Portland Trailblazers what do NBA players sit out when they're not traded i mean like, he's saying he's going to sit out if he uh, it, it, or I, I, don't let me say he's saying that i i believe i read that somewhere that it was reported or stated that there's two things one if he's traded for for the wrong team that he doesn't want to go to correct you will have a very 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 unhappy Damian Lillard. Oh, ooh, right, right. Ooh, very, ooh, very. Oh, and, very, very unhappy. And if a and if a trade doesn't take place, he's willing to sit out until Portland shows that they're going in the right direction to win a championship. This feels very NFLish, right? Like mm. player standoff, and, the, and Portland's like, "Yeah, I don't know. We want a lot for you, and if we don't get it, well, we're not going to trade you." Um, and when you have a situation where publicly everyone knows it's just one team, he just wants to play for the Heat. Then it, you know, then the, the stress is on the Heat to make this happen. And you know, Portland, what? What they want four first round picks and two quality players for Lillard. I mean, that, that's quite a haul to, to give anybody for any player. And you have to think if you're Miami, is Lillard enough to win to win a championship? Right, like that's the question. If you're trading, let's say you give them what they want, the four first round picks and 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 the two quality players, is Lillard and Butler and who's ever left over? I assume Bam's not going anywhere, but maybe he's is part of the trade. But let's say that's those three guys, right? Bam, Jimmy, and Dame. 
is that enough to win a championship? If you think it is, I'd probably make the trade, right? The goal is to win championships. If you don't if if, if you're not doing that, then you know, the Heat aren't aren't accomplishing what they're setting out to do each year. If you don't think that, then just Lavar, you don't make the trade, right? Like, you, you, if, if you think, okay, we lose the two quality players in our draft picks, and we cannot put enough around the two core guys to win a championship, then if you're if you're the Heat, I don't I don't know how you can do that at that at that price that Portland wants. So the standoff is going to happen for a while, I think, until either one budges or if Portland decides, hey, we'll trade him somewhere else. What recourse does 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 Damien have if he gets traded somewhere he doesn't want to go? He's to a, be unhappy. He's out? Oh, well, okay. Well, sorry, one player in the NBA is unhappy. It's never been done before. Right. No, no pro athletes had to go play for a team that they didn't really want to play for and do their job uh, for an organization they didn't feel it was loyal to them or, or did, they didn't like. Like He'd be the first person in all sports to ever do that. Um, he's going to end up in Miami. We, we all know this. But That's, it's I mean, it's what happens happen. in the NBA, right? I, yeah. I mean, when when the lines are drawn and, and these things take place, it seems as though that's what happens is that the player ends up in the place where they want it to go. I mean, we've seen it happen with Anthony Davis. We've seen it happen with guys like Carmelo Anthony. We've seen it happen. But what I'm very curious about here is, again, there's going to have to be some creativity in how he ends up in Miami. There's going to have to be another team involved or another two teams involved in order for this to take place because, quite frankly, there just isn't enough to me and my assessment of it. There's not enough There's not enough assets that, that Portland would want from, from yeah. Miami to make this happen. Well, I think it depends also – on what the goal of Portland in the trade is, right? Because if the goal of Portland is, okay, we're going to get players to sort of rebuild, retool around, and hope those draft picks we get can get us in a better around position Scoot. next year. Scoot! Y- yeah, but you need more than Scoot, obviously. Yeah, of course you do. Um, and he's, you know, most, again, the NBA, there's sort of a pattern, right? Like, you need to have your superstar. Big three. 27, 28 years old before they win, right? A lot sure. of guys aren't winning at that at that younger age, and it takes some time to learn how to play playoff basketball and get your team together and get physically tougher and mentally tougher to, to win those championships. So it's about, is Portland going to go for it soon, or they want to use the players they've acquired to help Scoot you know, mature and then also the draft picks – Use those guys to, to trade up and get you know because Miami's draft picks aren't going to be great. You're not going to be the top of the draft. So are you using them the package to get up and get better players and kind of in three or four years get going, or is you trying to win now? If you're trying to win now, you you know you, you might need a third team in this right to get some some better. I mean, players if they were ASAP. trying to win right now, then Dame Lillard wouldn't be trying to get the hell up out of there, right? I mean, he's been loyal to the team. Correct. He shunned other trade offers or opportunities that could have possibly presented himself for him to get out of there he said he stayed loyal to the soil and it hasn't worked out that way and it doesn't look as though Portland has made real moves I mean it's a great draft pick but they haven't made real real moves yeah that would would lead you to believe that they're going to be a a team that is you know competitive to make it to to this to, to the finals Yes, the the most difficult part for a lot of NBA teams is that you're not going to get the free agents 
that win you championships coming to your town, right? Like Portland is not going to be a destination for a lot of players. And so they have got to hit home runs on draft picks. Mm-hmm. They just have to do that. Now you can add, you know, veterans and, and mid-level players that, that want to chase championships to your team, but you're never going to get that, that pairing with Lillard that he thought he was going to get unless you, you hit on your draft picks. That's mm-hmm. the only way that happens in Portland. And that, that didn't happen. And that's why he wants out, right? It's like it's not that they don't want to win. It's that you have to win sort of one way. Miami, you don't have to do that. You get free agents. You, you, you have the ability to attract high-profile talent to Miami. You can't do that in Portland. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. It, it, it really does. And, I, I, you know, I think this is a – an interesting one because I don't believe they become the favorite to win it in the East if he were to go to Miami. However, I I will say this. They were very competitive, Miami was, in that championship round. And then yeah. the question I asked myself, if they have a Dame, Damian Lillard that's playing on that team – is that enough for them to to get into yeah. that and win that series? Um, probably not against the Nuggets. Um, but again, like if you're playing the Bucks, right? Let's say the Bucks return to and what Giannis wasn't what you know, wasn't injured. Is that enough? Because you, you Miami at times. Butler was a little injured in that in that championship series. I think they all yep. agree on that, right? Yep. Just his, his ankle was beat up, so they didn't really have that that. In that series, that closer-type guy, which is what Lillard would be for them, right? Um, and so you add those points in there, and it, it turns into a different team. Now, I think Denver was so good this year, you just you weren't beating them, right? Right. Even with Lillard. Now, they might have stole another series. game or so. Yeah. It might have been a seven-game series, but you weren't winning that series. Yep. But I think if you look at the East moving forward— you know, what's Boston going to look like come trade deadline? Not come trade deadline, but come kind of free agency and, and trading and whatnot and figuring out their roster. Obviously, the Bucks. I think with Giannis being healthy, they're a much different team, obviously. And then the Sixers, I no one really ever buys the Sixers being a, a team. Like, you're up at the top of the East, at least, right? Um, with Lillard there. I think people would wager on you to win the East with Lillard there. Um, but to the point we've been making, is, is that enough to win a championship? Right. Is that enough to win a championship? I just know I trust. I believe in Pat Riley. I'm oh, a Pat Riley so. fan, and I don't know. I just feel like he's figured it out with what they have. If you have a Dame Lillard, I'm not counting them out. That's that's what I would say. But, you know, that's just one man's well, opinion. Pat, Pat Riley has been in like 25% of NBA finals as a player, <laughs> a coach, a player, coach, and executive. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. insane, right? Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Jeff Schwartz, how you feeling, man? I am good, man. You know, it, it, it's every day is a step closer to football. So yeah, I look at the summer. Very true. Every day is a step closer to football. And uh, we're going to be here before we know it. You know, media days for college football begin in about two weeks. I'll be in Vegas in, in two weeks covering the Pac-12. Um, and, uh, yeah, it smells like football, man. It's coming yeah, soon. smells like football. I was just wondering how you feel in terms of uh, what time it is, your body clock, is your mind working, are you feeling good, like this is an early time slot. How how you feeling? You it's feel not, good? It's not. I mean, I got young kids, man. I'm, I'm okay. up at six thirty. So you're day. always not, up no. anyway. I'm, I'm good. I am. I've turned into more of a morning person. Like okay. I was. I yesterday. Old I flew people back from, stuff. Yeah, I flew back from Dallas yesterday, um, and I feel like, I'm at the point in my life where I'd rather just take the early morning flight and just get home. Like yep. I'll wake up early. I'll get home. Me too. I won't have to worry about. Typically, the earlier flights of the day don't have delays, and if they are delayed, you know you hours another, beforehand. Right. Right. And like you just you get to the airport. I got up yesterday at five. I just got to the airport. I got home. I can take a nap if I get home. Like I, I it's just I'm at the point in my life where mornings are are fine. I went to bed last night at nine. Like I was like, all right, well, guess my day's over. I'm going to bed now. <laughs> like I was like, I'm fine with it. It's okay. Yeah. You know what time I was in bed yesterday? 
No joking. I was in the bed at 545. Yeah, but you're on the West Coast, so that may, that's, that's the same as me. I mean, I went to bed at 9. I, mean, I thought I was taking a nap to get up and, and just like be up and, and, yeah. and then go take a quick nap. Like, I'm a napper. I'm not a sleeper. Like, even when I go overnight, oh, okay. it's, a, it's I'm a napper. Like, I never sleep. Like, I'll never go from like 9, 10 p.m. till noon the next day. I can't make it. I, I just won't make it. My my bladder doesn't agree with that. Like, my body doesn't agree with that. <laughs> Nothing agrees with me staying in bed as like an eight, nine-hour sleeper. Okay. I just can't do it. You know, so I don't know. It kind of works up, you know, works out the way that it's supposed to work out. And you get up and, you know, you do what you got to do. But, yeah, I was just making sure you were all right, man. I'm 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 ready to go, man. I, I have you have you sent your kids ever to sleepaway camp? Because my youngest son, my youngest son, my, my only son, my my oldest kid is at sleepaway camp right mm. now. It's, it is odd, like him not being in the house. though. Yeah, I'm, no, I haven't. I, it's, I've never it's done been a it. week now. I'm not in charge of those things, though. You know that's not that's not I'm not, I'm not in charge. You yeah. make that decision. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, you said have I ever? I, I I wouldn't even be like I wouldn't even know what the name of it is until they told me that this is what's taking place. This is what's happening. Like you're going to drive and you're paying for it. Like all right, now, all those things. I'm done. Okay, right. it's, it's enough. All right, yeah. So I, I no, I've never been a part of that, but I would assume that that's pretty fun, though. You know, I mean, if they're are they all at sleepaway camp? No, my son is. My daughter's too young for that. Okay, she'll go next okay. year. But it's right. uh, it's weird, like waking up in the morning and he's just not there. That's the only yeah. part. It's it's odd right now for me. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he's, dude, he seems like dude. They could play for for twelve hours of the day and then go to sleep. I mean, it's like having the best time of his life. Yeah. Well, you know that's what happens when your daddy's a, a big time football player. That's yeah, that's that's, what it was, yeah. that's how it works out, man. And speaking of big time football player, not in the most uh, flattering ways of a story, and and to, to kind of transition into it, and someone that I am I have a, a tremendous affinity for and 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 respect for, uh, Pat Fitzgerald finds himself in a little bit of a, a situation here, uh, Schwartzy, and I just you know. There's an investigation going on into the the Northwestern uh, football team hazing. Um, how much did Pat Fitzgerald know? How much you know was was let go? All these different things that are being discussed. I, th- I believe a former player uh, just recently came out and and discussed. In fact, you know what? I don't want to do. I can't do it any justice. Lee, like, can you can you give us like the details of this so that that we have a clear understanding of what's going on? Sure, a lot of moving parts here, but uh, chronologically, this is kind of how it went down on Friday. Northwestern suspended Pat Fitzgerald for two weeks unpaid after the investigation found evidence to support the claim of problematic conduct, that being hazing. Well, over the weekend, uh, a player who wanted to be anonymous came to the Daily Northwestern, which that's always pretty interesting. I want to be anonymous while I, I dime out and talk about every single thing. Yeah. I wonder, did this player make it to the pros? Did, were they a starter? Or did they feel as though they were done the wrong way? I mean, there's always something connected to when you want to be anonymous. But go ahead. Go ahead, Lee. Uh, well, in the allegations, he uh, included coerced sexual acts and claims that Coach Fitzgerald may have had knowledge of the hazing activities, or at least should have known of these activities. Uh, these activities, without getting too into the details, because some of it is graphic, uh, included a practice called running, which involved younger players being uh, uh, 
well, again, I won't go into it, but uh, there Pen, was the running. Up, tied up. Uh, yeah. Well, not literally tied up, but just, you know, held down was, by the when, when I read the story, the, the I was I was very uh, confused at, uh, at why, why I, I did not expect running to be what was put in the article yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm with you yeah. on that. The Daily yeah. Northwestern claims they received uh, photos of a whiteboard that was put in the middle of the locker room, which included running's givings and the Shrek's list for... Uh, uh, Christmas vacation. So these were times when they would be hazing the young freshmen. It just seems like really outlandish to me. Like you got a whiteboard in the middle of the locker room. I mean, so so are the, the coaches yeah. so detached from what's going on in the locker room that they don't? And listen, I went to Penn State. So be clear, in terms of not knowing <laughs> – <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I I have gone through the ring of ringers yeah, right. in terms of not, like, the whole idea of not knowing. But I, I know. will say this. As a player that was there and was coached by Jerry Sandusky, yeah. I did not know what was going on yeah. with the actions of a coach. But I find this to be very, very different in terms yes. of context because – Coaches are supposed to know exactly what's going on with their players and not just the locker room. I mean, that's the closest, yeah. easiest place to monitor your kids. You're, you you got to know what they're doing in their dorms and their, in their classes. If they're going to class, if yeah. they're going to breakfast, you're monitoring every single aspect of these players' lives. This seems outlandish and outrageous yeah. to me. Hold on, hold on. What, you, what else? Well, what else, Lee? To be fair, I do have to give the other side. On Saturday, Northwestern football players did issue a statement denying any hazing and calling the allegations exaggerated and twisted into lies. So again, this is a he said uh, versus he said inc- yeah. incident. Well, ahead, yeah. c- correct me if I'm wrong, Lee, the, the, they hired an outside law firm to investigate and the law firm confirmed, right, the reports? I think I had that correct. There was confirmation uh, of evidence of, of uh, misconduct. Okay. Again, we don't know the details as to how much... Was actually exact, okay. you know, happened yeah, yeah. whether it was exaggerated and how much Pat Fitzgerald knew. So, uh, our colleague here um, at Fox Sports Radio, Rich Ornberger, and, and former you know, NFL offense alignment, said he, it's a good tweet. It kind of explains, I think, hazing, right? He said, Hazing is like alcohol, it's poison, but can help build bonds. When, it, when abused, it can be destructive. There's a line, there's some terrible stories about hazing, same is true with drinking alcohol. Like, LeVar, we were part of NFL locker rooms, part of college locker rooms, there is hazing that I think is totally fair, and I'm not even sure it's considered quote-unquote hazing, but there are things that I think you can do that bond players. With the reports in this story, if true, you're bonding nobody, man. Like That's a problem, and it's a problem if the coaching staff knew these stories, uh, knew about these stories, and did nothing about them, because that's not hazing, man. Like, I, you, you guys can go find the details of this. Um, it, it's a, it's assault, is what it, it is. It's not hazing, like it's right. Not, I agree. And, and we both been in locker rooms, like you know what is what is hazing, right? When, when I was in a, a rookie in the NFL, seventh round draft pick, um, it was an older veteran player that had the same agency as my. You probably played. Uh, Kedrick Vincent was um, uh, a longtime NFL offensive lineman, and mm-hmm. they said, "Hey, follow Kedrick around." And I learned a lot from Kedrick in my first year. But he was an old school, old school guy. 
And yeah, there was bring some, me my you know, breakfast there, sandwich. Yeah, like there was some there was some hazing happening, right? Some and but it was like that, right? Like bring me my stuff, right? Yeah. Go go get me. I remember I used to pick up food as a as a rookie on Thursdays for yeah, after meetings. Sure. And teacher come in, I would get a, a big bucket of. There's a place called Price's Chicken Coop that had uh, fried chicken. We get it for the office. I would get 50 pieces, right? And they would just dump it into like a box, a legit box covered with foil. And Keisha made sure that I had to take out four thighs and put them in a separate bag. And then sometimes he'd take the bag and like throw it in the trash can. Like, screw you, Schwartz. You didn't do it right. Okay. Like, whatever, man. That's, that's like, that's nothing, okay? Right. The Northwestern thing is way over the top. And the thing that I, I question in this, LeVar, is the guys participating in this kind of weird like, like what, what what are we doing like and, how's and, that and even if you're not participating that's kind of weird if you don't get involved like if right, you but- understand the, the the locker room itself there's so many different levels of where this is this is just wrong it doesn't make. It doesn't add up. How, the, the, the the hazing. They didn't win very many the, games, though. They were one in eleven last year. Yeah. The hazing, which is why I think coach is going to be gone. But we get that at the point. The, the the point I think that we're trying to make about about hazing and the one that the, the, that Rich made is that it in I know the word when you hear hazing, you think stories like this. For the most part, it's not like this, right? And they're used to bond. Like it's it's tough for young guys to understand it, but it's it's used as a way to bond, right? Yeah. Um, and. It, when, when it's not as bad as what happens in, in Northwestern. And so it can be used to really help, right? It can be used to help your team be closer, your position group be closer um, when it's traditional, like you said, like, go go get my breakfast sandwich, rookie, yeah. right? Um, or go, go sing, right? Like, go sing. I was terrified as a young player, can't sing a lick. Yeah, I know I you, to, you come on every hour. Yeah. I've seen, I've, I've heard shows. you sing. You're, you're great, buddy. Uh. You, 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 you probably have no issue doing that. Uh, well. I was terrified to sing in front of my teammates. Right. Like, terrified. Um, so, yeah, like things like that bring players together. This in Northwestern is not is not acceptable, and I think Coach will lose his job because you can't be one in eleven and have stories like this. Eleven and one, okay, you maybe survive that. One in eleven, man, you're 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 not gonna stay around. That's a tough one, man. That's a tough one because you could draw a direct correlation as to why they they weren't winning. I mean, it's yes. a it's a locker room divided. Seemingly, is what it sounds like. But I don't know. I'm I'm a big Pat Fitzgerald fan. I I don't know. I, I thought it was interesting. Maybe they're giving him an opportunity because they gave him the suspension early and immediately. So it's a two week non pay uh, suspension that started immediately, which means it's not even going to impact him as a coach. Like it's not yeah. going into the season. It's so I'll just, this now, might be. So do you think they get rid of him now or do you think they give him another go? I'm I feel ca- like they give him another go. Like this is a this is a the one prove it prove it year yeah. for him. The one thing that I guess is going to be interesting here is, is Northwestern has a new president who's not tied to, to Pat Fitzgerald at all. Um, he's the former, actually former president at, at Oregon, um, and he's only a couple months on the job at Northwestern. And um, you know, I there's no this did not happen when he was in Oregon, so he was not you know suspending coaches in Oregon. So I don't know what his previous um, you know, discipline schedule has been like, but um, you know, again, it comes down to I think how does the community feel about this, right? Um, and then, you know, winning and losing. Like, if you fire him for cause, he's probably going to sue you anyway. So you do want to deal with that, right? Yeah. Like, what what reason do you have to fire him? Then you got to deal um, with the transfer portal. You deal with, but you're one in eleven. Like, I, I don't know. If it's, I mean, I, but you still got to have a team yeah. that goes one yeah. in eleven. You know. So um, I think all those factors will be this. I I I don't know, man. If any of this is true. 
and you made the point about as a college coach, a head coach, you know what's happening in your building. I do not believe as a college head coach, you do not know what's happening in your building with, with, with your players. You have to there's, know. There's too many um, avenues to know what's happening, and players also talk, right? And there are there are players, you know this, and coaches that kind of walk through the locker room and they're sharing things upstairs they probably shouldn't share, but they're you know they're snitching around upstairs. Like they, coaches have players and and staff members that help him understand what's happening in the locker room for him not to know this i think is hey um, jeff i'm gonna tell you true. straight like this if i'm one of the dudes that got held down like that you gonna know yeah you gonna I'm know with you. yeah and you um, know what i mean like that ain't no oh they held well, me down and they they ran me or whatever the, the terminology is and i like i'm well, not you, what you, you, well you would well think about it too is i mean i would imagine some players tried to fight back and like then so then you get some some black and blue eyes. There you, you, know, there, eyes there you go. So, like, you, you as a coach, I would imagine you know what's happening. This is lawsuit material, too, by the oh, way. Yeah. This isn't oh, just, like, I'm going to fight you. Like, this is some, like, we're going to go, We're this is lawsuit. I, so I, the, the, I, I go back to the, the mindset of the players. Like, why? 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 How does this bond your team? Right, and, and you can, and, and I think you made the really good point, Lavar, of saying like maybe this is why they went one and eleven, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how does this bond your team? Like, paying, you know, having a rookie pay for rookie dinner is a bonding experience. Everyone went through it. You have a great time. It's a fellowship opportunity for 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 your for, you know for your position group. Like, it's a yeah. The rookie hates it, whatever, but everyone did it. It's not that bad for most guys, and you have a great bonding experience, right? Like. That's what hazing I grew up with, right? Like, yeah. not whatever this is. Yeah, I don't know, man. And we'll see how it all plays out and pans out. Uh, it's it's obviously this is it's not over. I would assume. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at six a.m. Eastern, three a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. I'll tell you who's probably up and wondering what they're going to do or what's going to happen next is uh, Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins. The watch is still on. They they remain unsigned. Uh, let's get some – you got some details on this um, – Mr. Lee DeLapp, do do we have any type of details on I, – I do believe Dalvin Cook has been offered but has actually turned down offers maybe or an offer? Yes, uh, reportedly they, he has turned down the offer, the current offer from the Miami Dolphins. Uh, his agent has come out and said the Jets are all in. Uh, so that's the latest on Dalvin Cook. DeAndre Hopkins, we all know he's visited New England and Tennessee. Reports are that Tennessee has offered a much more aggressive offer to DeAndre Hopkins. And Kansas City is reportedly in talks with him, but has not uh, given an offer to DeAndre mm. Hopkins. Um, what say you, Jeff? Well, I'll let you know right now. Kansas City is going to offer you uh, uh, nothing. So if you want to go play for the Chiefs, you're, you'll, you'll get a veteran deal. The, the Chiefs paid for a left tackle. They paid Donovan Smith $4 million. And they gave him a bunch of incentives, and that's what they'll do with 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 DeAndre Hopkins. To me, it, you know, for Hopkins especially, it's what do you want from your career right now, right? Because you have you've had a long career, you've had a successful career personally. What do you want? How much winning do you want to do, and how much is it worth to you, right, Lavar? Because yeah. he can get a deal on a bad football team for more money, no question about it. Or he can chase a ring for less money. And, and you know, guys in, in certain parts of their career decide, you know what, I'm going to start ring chasing. I've made my money, and there's, you, know, you can always make more. Nothing wrong with, 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 with making money. But at some point, you say, okay, I've made my money. I'm going to go chase some rings. And if Hopkins wants to chase a ring, the Chiefs will have them at the price they want. Yeah. Right? They, they, they have the, when you're that good 
and people want to come play for you, you get to kind of choose how much you want to pay these guys. Um, if I were him at, at his point in his career, I never would. I never won a championship. I don't know. If, I don't know if you won. Um, I would choose a championship. <laughs> Someone who never, never won, won one. Um, I, I would choose one. Yeah. And so that's what I would do if I were him. Now, Davin Cook is a different situation. He's younger, and maybe he could be more picky where where he goes. But unfortunately for him. His position at running back is not valued like others. He's not going to see the money that that he thinks he's going to get. And he's going to have to maybe accept a, a lower deal and bet on yourself. Sign, sign a smaller deal uh, for uh, years-wise and, and have a good year and get out and, and find that big money somewhere. That's what I would do if I were those guys. I don't know where those places are for each of them. Again, I, if Kansas City wants you, if you're Hopkins, man, I don't know how you turn that down. You, you're the best quarterback in the NFL. You're going to win. Are, do you repeat? I don't know, but you could sign a multi-year deal there. Um, that's what I would choose, LeVar. I'm not in his shoes, obviously, uh, but that's what I would do. I, I tend to agree with your thought process because the one the one piece that, just to add on to what you said, is that when you win championships, when you've had a, a, a great career, a prolific career such as DeAndre Hopkins has had, and you add a Super Bowl to that, that resume and you've played a part in it, that that equates to more money anyway in the end, right? On the flip side or the opposite side, the back end of it, when you're coming out of the league and, and you're looking at what you're going to do next, people want to work with a winner. Yes. It's much more difficult. I, I'll tell you, I, I'll speak from experience, Jeff. Never won a championship. Just got just got into a a, a a situation of note being a college football Hall of Famer, but it's not, it's not if you're not a Hall of Famer, with a gold jacket, you don't get as much work, especially if you're in the work that I'm in, uh, the work we're in. They just uh, it Buddy, just tends to be very scarce for people that haven't won. You know, I'm a seventh round draft pick. How about who, who, it? Who didn't win and, didn't, and not a Hall of Famer? I know firsthand. <laughs> you got it way worse. I mean, I can sit there and leverage number two overall draft pick, but yeah, you know. But the thing about it is, is that I'm gonna still get trumped by guys who have won Super Bowls yes. and guys who have gone to Absolutely. the Hall of Fame. So, to me, when you think about people wanting to work with you, want to deal with you, it's because you're a winner. And they they identify with it, and they believe that other people will identify with it as well, and that becomes successful business for them in the end. And and so if I'm DeAndre Hopkins, I'm looking at this opportunity as you're 100% correct. The the Super Bowl conversation – becomes the conversation of note of guys like DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, had a prolific career, but couldn't get over the hump in Houston. Goes to Arizona, you know, has a little injury deal, you know, has a little little performance enhancing suspension, whatever things kind of fell apart in the end, and he's no longer there. It was not a stay of note in Arizona. So right now, your last memory as as a pro football player is not that of a glowing one, but it's one of, huh, didn't work out very well in Arizona. So to me, to go to a situation where you can find where you can find a quarterback and you can find a coaching staff that understands what you got going on, your skill set, I think that that has more value than getting a blockbuster money deal. And I would say that for Dalvin Cook as well. I think it exists for Dalvin Cook. I, I think it's very intriguing, the New York Jets opportunity, and I find the Miami Dolphins 
offer to be a very intriguing one, even though he turned it down. I think he wants to to kind of create a larger market for himself by not just taking what's being offered to him right now. I would ask you, do you think that that's a wise move from Dalvin Cook to turn down a bird in the hand and looking at yeah. other birds in the bush, in the bush, so to speak? I mean, everyone, you know, again, every player is different. It's very easy to, you know, for us to have hindsight as, as retired players and say, hey, man, take less money because it's a better situation. And I think in our careers, there were times when we could have maybe used that same advice, but we didn't. Um, and, you know, for, for Cook, again, um, you know, you're to me at his point in his career, I would maximize, um, you know, opportunity to, to, to showcase what I can do over money. And I get there's a certain amount of money that are, is non negotiable. I need to make this amount of money, I got to make this amount of money to, to play football. I, I get that, but plenty of players can get that situation. It's a great spot to be in to, to, to know that you have a, a minimum, but you know, he's made. I'm looking up right now. I mean, he's made millions already, and so I, I would chase opportunity, man. I would chase the the Dolphins right now. Um, are you know are going to be really good? I think this season. Um, I don't think I think I, I know they're going to be good. You're in a very creative offense with the ability to uh, to do a lot of things that benefit your 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 skill set. And you have one good year there. You help them win, and you know they, they want to sign you back. Or someone else looks at Dalvin Cook and says, "Hey, man, he could help us get to the place that we want to be." So, uh, I, I would chase opportunity, Lavar. The best opportunity for me, the, yeah. the best place to showcase my ability, my skill. I'm trying to pull up right now. He's his career so far. You know, again, these are online numbers. That doesn't count some bonuses. One up. He's made thirty two million dollars so far in his career mm-hmm. in six seasons. So. Um, I don't. I think I would chase the best opportunity for me. Which one would you chase between the Jets and the Dolphins? It sounds like you're thinking Dolphins. I, I would take the Dolphins. Yeah, I, I um, sort of the same offense. But look, Nathan Hackett is the OC for the Jets. He has not been a good offensive coordinator when he has been in charge of an offense. Skip me with that Blake Bortles season. They were like 17th on offense that year. Um, that's it, okay? One one year, they were sort of good on offense when he's been the OC. Mike McDaniel can, can, call, can call a game, man. We saw that last year. Like, I, I think I would chase, I would go to the Dolphins. I, uh, the Jets' offensive line might be slightly better uh, if healthy, um, but you, you saw the results last year. Of, of what you could do. Plus, if you go to the Jets, I mean, when, when Brees Hall comes back, he's their guy. They drafted him. Like, you don't, you're, you're going to play till the other guy comes back. Yeah. Hmm. Makes sense. I just don't know if two is going to stay healthy. That's that's the only Absolutely thing. Absolutely an issue. Yes. That, when that you have to learn how to fall, that's not me. great. Like, can you, <laughs> right? Like, when you have to learn, and I, and I, I agree, man. I mean, he got you know, two of the concussions. The concussions happen many different ways. So there's not one way they happen. Right. Um, they weren't vicious hits. He just fell backwards on his on head. His like, head. He, Those he, are the ones. Those you, are the ones that you, get you. you have to find a way to, to protect yourself better. Yeah. Well, there you go. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.